This is the test run. How's it going, Jordan? It's pretty good, mate. Yeah, nice, nice. 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 Solid effort. Let me hear. Can you hear me? This is ASMR. Today we're going to do some paper crinkling. And getting the tingle. Well, I've had a look around, and I think we can safely assume that I now know less about motors than I did when I first lifted up that, that bonnety thing. Now what? Let's just not think about it for the moment and eat brekkie, shall we? Oh, that's a novel idea. Let's stuff ourselves to death. Imagine the headlines. Whales beach themselves in the outback. Mystery bombsticks dead in drag. Well, there's no point in walking back. The only life I saw for the last million miles were the hypnotised bunnies. Most of them are now wedged in the tyres. Well, somebody will drive past for sure. We'll keep the fire burning. Yes, and toast marshmallows and chill champagne for when they arrive. What if they don't drive past? Look, you're not helping here. Steep your hormones. Hell. Hey girls, and welcome once again to the Heaps Good Aussie Filmcast. You see what I did there? Yep. Call the audience girls and say oh, guys. ladies. Yep. The Aussie Filmcast. Heaps Good Aussie Filmcast. Where, good. where we uh, talk about the greatest films and film quality TV from the greatest country in the world. Australia. Australia, that's right. As always, I'm joined by Jordan Owerkirk. How you doing? And Chris Hughes. Chris? Chris, you there? My baby boy, where are you? Oh, oh, oh damn it. Uh, sorry, guys. Um, I've got some bad news. Um, you know how uh, last week's episode, Chris was uh, suffering from a pr- pretty serious uh, throat infection. Um, you know, he, he said he was feeling better um, by the end of the episode, but um, fortunately that wasn't the case. And uh, Chris quickly died. Um, straight Very up- promptly. Yeah, straight after the recording. Um, didn't... Didn't even pack up. Like, he could have packed up and then died, but unfortunately he just died right on the spot. I and mean, I wouldn't say it's out of character for Chris, but, uh, you know, right. what can you do? So, anyway, unfortunately, no, in all seriousness, um, Chris uh, has decided to uh, take a break from the podcast so he can focus on his uni work. Um, he is doing a double degree as opposed to us doing a sin- single degree. So. What a nerd. I know, right? Anyway. Oh, good, though. Chris, if you're listening, we, we love you and we, we hope you come back sometime soon. Um, but anyway, enough about Chris, because it's time for us to put on our frocks, put on our nicest wigs, because uh, we're talking about the adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. That's what I'm talking about. It's girls' night. Girls grab night. your margaritas, grab your Pinot Noir. What is that? Girls drink that? It's Pinot Noir. Pinot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fancy, right? Frock up, sit down, get your slippers on. Or Ugg Boots, your choice. Enjoy this this lovely gal night. Yep, we hope you have a fabulous, fabulous time listening to us. Now, Jordan, did you check out Mardi Gras? No, I didn't. Uh, I've been very busy. I was sure you were going to watch Mardi Gras. Because it was on last week. A, I don't have a cable connection in my room. It's not on free to air? Well, no, I have literally no connection. Oh. There's no AV cable connection. Oh, sorry. There's no coaxial cable connection in my room. Oh, okay. I can't watch Rage on a Friday night Duh. or a Saturday morning at 2 a.m. And what's the point of having a TV? That's what I said. 
maybe maybe one episode we'll do just a an episode dedicated to rage what do you reckon just I, one i would enjoy of rage. that i've found a lot of good music there so excellent oh well, so well what have you seen anything else then uh well for my uni i have a film class mm-hmm. where we watch films i watch films at uni i pay to watch films so what am i doing with my life? <laughs> um we all pay to watch films <laughs> In some way I pay more money than you to watch films. <laughs> um, so I watched Rango. Yeah, it's a ten thousand dollar film. Yeah, ten thousand dollar Rango. Um, no, and I also watched High Noon Ooh. from I believe nineteen fifty two. Yeah, it's very slow, very but slow. good. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I'm not. I, I haven't watched too many westerns, or at least not enough. Not my favorite genre, sure. to say the least. But um. No, I also watched Edge of Seventeen with Haley Steinfeld. Ooh. That was quite enjoyable. Okay. A lot of the jokes landed pretty well. Where'd you see that? In Oh, I just I uh I got a sneaky uh <laughs> sneaky copy. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so just say no more, say no more. Well, Jordan, um I watched a film. What did you watch, man? Now, despite the fact I unanimously unanimously Get it out there. Uh won the trivia game last week. Um I guess maybe that's why Chris decided to leave. He just didn't I don't want to watch Chow Bella. Maybe um, he got Chow Bellad. But uh, I know all the fans out there um, were looking forward to us reviewing Chow Bella, so I decided to um, take the liberty and take the bullet, maybe. We thank you, mate. And watch Chow Bella. Um, Do you reckon we can sign you up for a Purple Heart? Purple Heart? Well, you might be a little surprised, Jordan. Because you haven't seen the film. I have not. This is a bad film that I have not seen. Well... Even I think I, own it. I think Chow Bella, spelled C H O W, by the way, B L L A, because it's about food. Um, not sure why it's called Chow Bella, aside from the fact that it's a clever pun. I think that was Italian, it. Italian that was really it. it. Yeah, there is a there is a girl in there, I suppose. But anyway, I she's think she's really clumsy though. She's really clumsy. Yeah. How do you know? Because I've seen that scene. I watched it to make sure it works. Have you seen the scene where she? licks uh this man's face that she's just met not that long ago to get all this cream off him just I, licks it like a yeah, dog yeah no that was very strange that's one word yes but anyway um you might be able to be a bit surprised to know but this is a film that's a great example not to judge a book by its cover because it's actually not as bad as you'd expect i think if you look at the uh, dvd box art he's got a knife uh he's looking very menacingly. What's his name? I've got it somewhere. It's Tony. The guy's name's Tony. Of yeah. course it is. Who else is of it going to be? Tony. Um, and it looks like some kind of weird thriller horror film, but it's actually a comedy, believe it or not. Oh, I, I know. Oh, you know it's a comedy? Yeah. Okay. From what I saw of it, it was well, um, it was hilarious. Right. Well, I was I was expecting some really, really bad kind of schlocky horror kind of thing involving food and p- potentially cannibalism. Um, but in actuality, it's uh, written and directed by uh, Gavin Grazer. Um, it's a... So I'll, I'll explain the plot. Um, after David, a crime journalist for a New York newspaper, is assigned to be a food critic, his first assignment is at this horrible Italian restaurant. The restaurant delivers terrible food, wine and service, but because it's associated with the mafia, it stays in business out of respect for the mother who cooks for them. When David gives a completely scathing review about the restaurant, the mother is devastated and her mobster son, Tony, kidnaps him, 
Eventually, because of reasons I can't be bothered explaining, uh, the two end up being forced to work together to prepare a gourmet meal for a bunch of wise guys of, or face severe consequences. So, right, right from the start, you can tell. I mean, not, not a bad premise. I mean, it's got some. It's got a leg. Not amazing premise, um, but you, you know, it's it could it could make a decent short short film, I reckon. For a short, probably, I'd I'd agree. Yeah, I mean. However, this film is much longer than that. It's 70, 80 minutes, seventy to eighty minutes. It flies by, by the way. Oh, Just goodness. flies by. I was really surprised. <laughs> I'm sure. I, I mean, thought I'd be checking my watch every five seconds, but nah, flies by. That's not to say it's a very entertaining movie. Um, but you know the the two leads, um, Artie Gross who plays David and Taylor Kowalski who plays Tony, um, they you know they're not that bad. They they got a good chemistry. They got good. Great, From what I saw of Tony, he was alright. Yeah, great great banter. Um, and, Nothing Oscar worthy, but yeah. And these guys have gone on to do some other stuff. I haven't written down what exactly, but they've they've had alright careers as well. I'm glad it wasn't absolutely torturous for you. No. Such was Howling 3. No, yeah. No, I'd, I'd watch this over Howling 3 in a heartbeat. Really? For sure. Because I wouldn't necessarily say it's a bad film. Um, it's just not a well-made film. But that's film. because I was expecting one of the worst films ever. <laughs> and in all... To be I- fair, this thing looks disgusting it's, it's oh it doesn't look from, good from the outside it looks it, terrible it looks absolutely horrific but you know it was a different time you know they were filming in kodak and there's how old is this film 97 i mean goodfellas did come way before this and that oh, looks a hell of a lot years. better um but you know i i can't it, i can't hate this film um because i think it does have teach decent lessons in like the buddy comedy screenwriting it's very formulaic and very predictable but you know if you you got a class together to watch this i think there's a fair bit you can pick up you know it's just it's your standard um like buddy comedy where two opposites uh eventually attract and they they realize you know they're not so different after all and end up teaching one another a few things um and then it'll spoilers it all turns out good in the end Makes the mafia doesn't seem like a bunch of nice guys in the end. Strange a couple enough. good fellas. A couple of good fellas. I like it. I like where you head to that. Very good. Um, maybe we should watch Goodfellas. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe straight after the podcast. If only it was Australian. I mean, we could do a six-hour podcast on Goodfellas. Maybe more. That could be good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um. So, we okay. We got in the bad out of the way. Let's talk about the good. Let's talk about the adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Let's do it. Warning, the following review contains heavy spoilers. We encourage you to watch the film first and then come back and revisit the podcast. Okay, so the adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Not Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, the adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Let's just make... Make that clear. Okay. Very clear. So usually around this time, I will give this very lengthy explanation of what the plot is. Um, but I think we're going to do things a little bit differently because um, I'm sure it's it's probably been a while since a lot of you have seen Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, where we're going to go through the plot beat by beat and talk along the way about stuff we liked about the film. And, you know, just to start, it's, it's a shame that Chris couldn't be here. Cause he does enjoy this film. I'm sure he would have loved this film. And it's, it's really sad that we lost him, but, 
you know rest in peace at first i was afraid i was petrified um i kept thinking i could never live without him by my side uh but then i spent so many nights just thinking how he's done me wrong and i grew strong Uh, i learned how to get along and i will survive thank you Okay, let's get straight into it. Mitzi, a.k.a. Tick, performs the song Never Been To Me during the opening credits. After the song, she appears unsatisfied with her performance and the crowd and the crowd. As she walks off, she is pelted with a beer can. Felicia is quick to come to the rescue to help combat the situation by threatening to shove the microphone up the guy's ass. So, this is a really great opening scene, I reckon, um, because it quickly establishes um, what the characters are like just in one song. Um... And, you know, having uh, Mitzi, played by Hugo Weaving, um, sing Never Been To Me, yeah, I think it, it's a little cheesy, yeah, but I think it acts as a pretty good metaphor for how Mitzi's feeling at the moment. Yeah. My my auntie once told me that Never Been To Me was, like, her song when she was a Ooh. teenager. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the thing with the soundtrack is because I knew the soundtrack of the film years before I saw the film. Right. Because every morning, well, not every morning, but most mornings on the way to school, my mum had the cassette of it and we'd <laughs> listen to it like almost every morning in the car to school. And so we like knew all the words and everything. And then when we got the new car, we couldn't use the cassette because no cassette player. And we ended up finding the CD <laughs> in an op shop. And right. so we bought that and we kept playing it. And Is that like the happiest day of your life? We were pretty excited. <laughs> but um, yeah, every time like I watch this film, the soundtrack, I sing along and everything and uh yeah just this opening it gets me man it gets me yeah i mean well i guess i'll say the the first time i heard about this wasn't i didn't know this was a film but i did know this um turned into a musical uh briefly really that was playing in melbourne yeah and apparently when we were in melbourne um i was seeing a bunch of plays with with my dad and he wanted to see priscilla queen of the desert and I was like, eh, nah, keep in mind, I was like 12 at the time. And I didn't want to see a film about a bunch Probably of blokes. Probably not the show for you. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, didn't, I've seen worse stuff, believe oh, me. For but, sure. <laughs> um, I, I used to love Little Britain, so. Oh, God. Anyway, but it, it really seemed such an odd choice. And I've hated myself ever since because I wish I'd seen it on stage. I'm not sure if it's still going or not. I don't want to say you're a terrible person. Mm. I was young. I was naive. I was stupid. But yeah. Apparently, apparently, I found out it, it. They do shows the musical. They do shows in um, Brazil, of course. <laughs> Natural. And um, Korea, apparently, which I don't think has a very. There's a big Australian drag queen market in Korea. Yeah, Wait, North no, Korea or I South Korea? Th- if it's North Korea, I'm gonna lose my shit. I don't think there's a, like, popular, you know, open homosexual uh, community in in South Korea. I think South Korea, um, but you know, apparently it was quite popular. So. You're telling me Kim Jong-il doesn't enjoy... I don't know. I don't think Kim Jong-il was in power anything? at the time. I think it was... No, Kim Jong... Yeah, Kim Jong-il. Not Un. No, I said Il. Yeah. Un's dead, baby. No. Kim Jong-un. Un. Kim Jong-il is Il? the one who's dead. Forget it. Why are we talking about... Is that racist? Communistic man. A little bit. My bad. But anyway, back to the film. Um, so... Anyway, no, what I was trying to say before John interrupted, but I think it's great how, you know, considering how popular it, the musical was in, um, in Korea, should tell you how just good of a story it is. You don't have to find it relatable. Or I think we enjoy it more because it's relatable, just with, like, the iconography of 
Australia and like the Australian pub scene and everything. But I'm just a fan of the characters, really. Oh, for sure. No, just they're the just really good characters. Like Great. they're very funny. They all play off each other. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So things never been to me. Um, it sort of indicates that there's uh, something something missing in uh, Mitzi's life. In uh, a bit of a rut. Might not know exactly what that is, um, but yeah, it's in in a bit of a rut at the moment. Um, despite performing as the person like she desperately wants to be, and always, I'm sure always wanted to be, she's still she's still hurting a bit. Um, anyway, uh, also um, Guy Kiss who plays Felicia. Like he's he's not messing around. He's easily gonna, one of his best roles. He's going to prove that he's the funniest bloke in this film. Oh no, um, he is a fucking riot. So he 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 totally drops his elegance to threaten the crowds and like who the fuck threw that? Yeah, just full bloke acts like you know just full staunch the crowd. Yeah, and I think that's a big reason why this film's so funny. Um, because the girls they do have their elegance and their their posture when being their female selves but at the same time you know they've, they've also got that um masculine bloke in them yeah especially like Bernadette yeah. it comes out very scarcely but when it does yeah that they're not afraid to show when they need to um but yeah anyway so after the performance uh Tick receives a phone call from a mysterious woman he later calls one of his closest friends Bernadette played by Terence Stamp great performance as well yep great great performance throughout um offering uh, he tells he tells Bernadette, sorry, um, that he's been given an offer to travel to Alice Springs to perform in a drag show along with Felicia, and you know she eventually accepts because um, yeah, uh, Bernadette's not quite happy at the moment. She just had a boyfriend who who died. How old was he again? He he was supposed to be young. I think yeah. he was supposed to be in his twenties at that point, and so she decides to you know join them to to get get her mind off things. I reckon. Um, but yeah, we, we briefly... So it's the three of them throughout the rest of the film, mate, mostly. Um, and uh, Felicia and Bernadette can't really stand each other at first. Or at least Bernadette can't stand Felicia because they're, they're total opposites. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and the so the reason I brought that up... Um, right now I'm reading a book uh, called Hitmakers um, by Derek Thompson. I believe his name is yeah Derek Thompson, um, and he he in throughout the book he talks about what he sees as something that has the potential to be a hit, and he briefly talks about movies, um, specifically Star Wars, and he talked about the effectiveness of Star Wars because of its trio and how well, you know Han, Leia, and Luke, and how well it works because usually, um, and you this this goes th- for a lot of other movies like. Um, Goodfellas and uh, Harry po- the Harry Potter franchise, but when you've so you've got three people, two of which are usually total opposites and can't stand each other at the start, and then the decider in the middle, and so that's that's Bernadette and that's Felicia Guy Pearce and Terra Stamp, and yeah, then you've got uh, Hugo Weaving in the middle who shows a bit of both sides, um, but manages to always keep them together, and yeah, as I said, I think that really shows in the film and a really strong reason, you know, why why how effective it is. No, for sure. Like I, you see it a lot in films, like Goodfellas, especially is like, you know, that's probably the one that's freshest in my mind. Right. And I can see how that works compared to this. Like very different characters. Yeah, but I, I like s- different dynamic, but still the same premise. Yeah, I keep an eye out, guys, if you ever see a trio in film and see if um, the formula is applied in that, because it's yeah, it's quite interesting. 
Um, okay, let's move on. Uh, Felicia shows the two girls a bus uh, for which he convinced his parents to buy for him. Oh, yeah, that's right. In hopes of getting uh, rid of his face. He's having... Maybe I can find a cute country girl. Um, Felicia Christians, uh, the budget Barbie camper, Priscilla, queen of the desert. Excellent scene. Yeah. Got all the... Are they all in frock or are they all like... No, uh, well, no, no, all the... Oh, we haven't... Have we mentioned... Uh, in case you didn't know, Bernadette is um, a transsexual. Yeah. So she she's fully committing to her female persona. Persona. I mean, her name's Bernadette, so I think you'd figure out. Ralph. Ralph. Yeah. Oh no. Never Shh. say it. Never say Ralph. Yeah. And in case you're wondering, yeah, I'm calling all the guys girls because I think that's ladies. That's what they'd want to be. I probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. Also, Happy International Women's Day. Uh, I think. That might have happened yesterday by the time this comes out. So, yeah. It's always happy International Women's Day. I don't know. You don't know? It's tomo- It's Wednesday, so I know for sure. I don't know. You don't know? You don't no. care? No. Oh. Anyway. It doesn't affect me. Moving on. So, they they hit, hit the road. Um, and, you know, of course, this film is... Uh, does, does well to showcase um, all that Australia has to offer because I think almost... So many Australian movies, they only show two locations. There's only two locations. There's yeah. Sydney and the Outback. In this case, Alice Springs. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. But, you know, they, they go to Cooperpedia and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, eventually during the trip, Mitzi reveals that the woman who gave them the job is his wife, his female wife. Um, and so the first town they stop in, uh, they decide to put on their most outrageous outfits. Um, you got, you got the Hugo. The dress. The thong dress, mate. No, like a like a sandal dress. Just oh, to be right. Sure. Yeah, no, just. Yeah, it's just it's just a dress that's uh, full of uh, flip Aussie thongs, flip flops, Aussie thongs, um, head to toe, and it's got um, little thong like, rings. It's like pink and blue, isn't it? Or is it just blue? Yeah, I think it's like pink and purple. Oh. Because Guy Guy Pierce is rocking the blue. Oh, that's right. It's got and it's got that crazy like string wig or whatever it is. Yeah, they're like they they are dressing like they're ready for the Mardi Gras. Oh, for sure. But they're just, you know, having a having a casual walk to their hotel, thinking, yeah, getting all nice for the town, make, making one hell of an ant- entrance and not showing any shame. No. Except Bernadette, maybe. Bernadette keeps it simple. She's always in, like, just a dress, really. Yeah. She, she well, that's the thing. Um, so you got Felicia, who's always so wild and eccentric. Out there. And, and you got Bernadette, who's always trying to keep uh, keep it classy, keep it sophisticated, respectable and all that. Mitzi's in between. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Trio. There's two opposites and Mitzi ends up being in between usually. Um, where am I? Okay, so the three find a bar. Uh, after a shaky start, they manage to have a good time at the bar, uh, proving they can hold their drinks down with the rest of the fellas. Um, and this Felicia uh, calls, Bern- calls Bernadette by her old name, Ralph, and which causes uh, Bernadette... To beat the hell out of, beat the hell out of Felicia. It's quite funny, um, but so I want to talk about this scene. So there's they're trying to order gin and tonics or whatever, and this woman comes in. And she's like, "Well, what have we got here?" And she's she's got her wife beater on. Uh, oh, she's yeah. got short hair. She's um, quite quite, a little, quite staunch. Quite staunch. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, quite quite little as well. So it makes it even. A little bit sillier. She says, "No, you c- you can't have any of these drinks. Nothing for you, blokes here. Nothing for you. No, she always see female impersonators." Um, 
But it's it's We're kind really of, good at this. It's quite thank you. It's quite ironic, wouldn't you say? That you got this this man man woman, this uh it's clearly a woman, but totally dressed as one of the blokes, uh, carries herself like one of the men, and she's telling all these all these other men that they can't come because they're dressed as women, despite the fact that she's a woman who's dressed like a bloke. And it it adds this pretty interesting commentary about um, you know, was it was it mean to be a woman? Is it is it genitalia? Is it how it looks? And like, why can't you know? Why do, why does it matter, guys? Why can't we choose what we want to be? And I live by the solid, just life standard of, I don't care. You don't care. I just don't care. No, but and yeah, I'll be I'll be support if. Oh no, I'll support and your choice and to do what you want, but I don't give a flying fox. But I think that's quite interesting because also in the um. In the first draft, I believe. So this was supposed to be a, a bit more of a serious film until the director decided that no one would care about that and it would be a little more effective. I wouldn't enjoy this as a serious film. No, it's, I would sure it'd be well made, but... Yeah. But oh, yeah. The jokes in here land so well. Yeah. but uh, So it, it was supposed to be how there was a woman and he'd in, insult these guys and then Felicia would end up uh, crying and then they'd leave or something like that. But you know, can instead, can you imagine an art house Priscilla? Eh, no. I, I'm sure I can imagine. It. I'm sure there's hundreds of them that come out every year. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. I but it's clearly it worked out. Um, that they decide to make this a comedy, and make made it about made it in a way where you're not um, laughing at the women, but with the women, and yeah, it ends up you know being a smash hit. Oh, absolutely. Out of it. I. I mean, it's an Oscar-winning film as well. Yep. Uh, Best costume design. Yeah, well, we did. We started out... There's a lot of crazy costumes in here. And we did start out, um, you know, talking about the the thong dress and all oh, that. Which, it's, my, it's my favorite. Which, yeah, cl- probably a big reason why it won that Oscar. Oh, I actually, mean, that and the, um, the emu. The emu. One at the end. The... <laughs> the, uh, the frill neck lizard as well. Frill neck lizard, that's what it is. Uh, guy... Uh, what is it? Um, Felicia on the on the big heel. Yeah, on the, the big heel. All the massive tassels and that's yeah. Oh, apparently, apparently that scene was very close to not not Making happening. The picture yeah. because they couldn't get the wind right, and then just as they were about to uh, sort of pack up shop, just as they were about to cut the uh, thread or whatever, they oh, had to right. make it smaller. All of a sudden, this wind starts coming, so they start filming. Apparently, oh, fantastic! As as the story really really is told. makes the scene. Yeah. Okay, so uh, shortly after getting back on the road, and yeah, as you said, Felicia um, gives one of the film's most iconic scenes. She she, uh, she starts uh, mouthing uh, opera as she flaunts this uh, magnificent... Uh, Absolutely fabulous. What the hell would you call it? This, I don't know. That's the thing. It's this... this. It's this big... It's just this massive piece of fabric. Yeah. Sort of like a cape, a massive, massive cape. And so she's on top of the bus as it's driving and the cape just beautifully flows in the wind. Um, yes. She's all, she's all made up, you know, massive, massive fabric flowing in the wind. She's, it's like bright silver. It's fabulous. It's great. Um, so hang on, where are we? Surely I'll have to go on the road. Okay, yep, and the bus breaks down. Yep. Yep, unfortunately. Who would have thought? Um, so this thunk. this gives some time for all the guys. Uh, Felicia starts to paint the bus. Uh, paint the bus. Paint That's the gross, bus man. pink. Uh, 
Mitzi begins to work on the choreography for the show. And uh, Bernadette says, stuff this. Um, and she goes for a walk. Yep. Just pushes a bowl of hormones aside during breakfast <laughs> and says... <laughs> One I'm of my favorite jokes. Yep. <laughs> Shut up and eat Shut your hormones. Shut up and eat your hormones. Um, and decides to, yep, go find help. Uh, uh, unsu- unsuccessfully. Because she comes across a bunch of uh, friendly... Oh, yes. Friendly outbackers who dro- drop her back off at the bus and then sees the rest of them and just... Gets on out of there. Get, keeps Stuff going. Stuff this. Bugger it. Stuff these weirdos. Anyway, eventually though, they are found by an Aboriginal fellow who introduces them to his mob and the two groups showcase their native song and dances together. That was quite funny as well. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting how it showcases where... Uh, was that just outside Cooper Peabody? They haven't gotten to Cooper Peabody yet. No, that's Oh, yeah, just outside. Yeah, it was like just outside Cooper Peabody. Yeah. Anyway, but they, so yeah, they start to do their dances and I think it's a great way of showing how, you know, drag performing, it's just, it's, there's nothing to get in, upset about it. It's just another form of culture, you know? Yeah, it's like, you know. They have their own, they have their own beliefs, their own sort of rituals, specifically dance rituals. <laughs> um, and yeah, I guess their own sort of rules. Um no, you know, it's just like a fun sort of thing. It's, uh, could you call it a lifestyle? Yeah, sure. Yeah. A part, part-time part lifestyle. I'd be exhaustive if I had to. Frock up every day. Yeah, 24-7. Holy crap. So you can't do it, man. Good on, good on these girls. Oh, so aren't they trying to like, throughout the whole film, hock some like, oh, is it a cream? Yeah, um, Mitzi sells. And then Mitzi ends up like rubbing it on the engine Yeah, or so Mitzi sells like... Um, cream for men who want to be women called Woman. Oh my god. Uh and yeah, he's like when the bus breaks down, he tries to put the cream on the engine to cool it down. It it really shows how little they know about mechanics. It's quite funny. Womad led coming up by the way. Okay. Yeah, Womad. Woman, Womad. Don't get those two mixed up. Are you going? <laughs> no. No. So why'd you bring it up? I don't know. Just I'm not going. Woman, Woman. Yep. Wayne Adelaide, it's a music festival. It's pretty shit, eh? Pretty good, pretty good. Clipsal, though, now that's... Clipsal's done. The creme de forget la about crop. It. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd like to forget about it, actually. We're, this, we're in Adelaide's in its peak uh Oh, you got Fringe. Events. You got, got Fringe. You, you got, got Adelaide, Adelaide You got bloody... Just got back from Riders Week. Had to had to go for uni, so oh, the, that. The big one. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it. Who was I'm, who was I'm surprised I got a seat. Was Hilltop Hoods doing like a spoken word? Have they written the book? Let's hope. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Look forward to it, boys. Yeah. Anyway, so there's that scene which I liked, and it was it was pretty cool how they managed to get an uh, Indigenous Australian to happily. It wasn't really much of a drag, like much. Oh yeah, just sort of very like very effeminate. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, it's because uh, I was I was looking up the sort of making of this and. I mean, when you think about it, this this film must have been bloody hard to make. Um, like I'm just thinking of them being in the like desert sun. Oh, okay, sorry. Absolutely covered in like. Sorry, not to make to to get made. Oh like, yeah, from a production standpoint. From, a, from yeah, from like a how do how do you get this funded? How do you yeah like a pre-production? Because you've got you know you've got men dressed as women. Yeah, because seven the ninety-four. Quite inappropriate. Um, 94. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah no. I, when you first said that, I thought about, you know, them all made up 
all frocked up in you know desert sun yeah for hours mm. and just thinking bloody hell this would have been but, but you know thank god it got made um with uh something like a bit over two million dollars i think that was that it oh they they managed to get together two million or something like that i don't don't quote me on that that's what i heard in the excuse me in the documentary i heard so when are they ever accurate I don't know. It was the Terence Stamp said it, and I'll, I'll. He was narrating it, so I'll always trust oh, Terence okay. Stamp. When did this thing come out? The Doco. Uh, 2015. Huh. So it's quite recent. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Why would it? Well, no, I, I had no idea. I thought it would have been like. No, no. It was talking about the the whole legacy it left and how it was important for the drag culture in Sydney and. No, that yeah, that would have been like the 20th anniversary, I suppose. Yeah. Well, the 21st. Mm. Anyway, so after the party, uh, they introduced to Bob and his hot Asian wife, Jacqueline. <laughs> uh, uh, as it's... Yep, so... She loves to sing. Bob Bob offers to help out fix the bus in any way he can. And uh, they decide to have dinner together. As it turns out, Bob is a massive fan of their art. Huge. He's uh, He saw the Lay Girls when he was quite young, oh, yeah. which apparently Bernadette was uh, part of. and so. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's just her, her great legacy. Yeah. Thoughts on Bob? Love him. You love Bob? Yeah, absolute character. Okay, I love this film, but... Not big on Bob. Not big on Bob. I think I like the context that Bob's in with his wife. Yeah. And the whole Lay Girls sort of thing. He just seems... He, everyone, everyone's like such a character in this film. Bob's pretty stock standard. Bob, Bob just seems for like, his wife. Uh, played by Bill Hunter. He just seems like Bill Hunter. Just, I, I think I that's think, what they were going for. Yeah, I guess. But I don't know. He's, he's very good at playing Bill Hunter. Yeah, he is quite good. For um, sure. I, you know, he's, he is good. He's, he's a great actor. I don't think I've seen a lot of stuff Bill Hunter's done, but cause I know, I know the, Apparently, him and Terence Stamp are best mates. Yeah, I've heard. And he 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 wanted Bill Hunter, needed Bill Hunter to play Bob. <laughs> it's, don't know what's going on there, but when you're able to get your mates to do weird shit. <laughs> but um, you know, yeah. Uh, I guess I'm not sure why it's, he's all right. Um, but I think it it's just he's. I get what they're going for. They're going for someone completely different to who. Yeah. Um. She normally goes out with. She normally went out with the young and the probably the stupid kind of. I also think it's the sort of counter of like you know he's a blokey guy, but yeah, his understanding and he is a gentleman though. Oh, absolutely, gent. He's a top bloke. Offers to help them f- for free. I mean, I mean, there's a ride along mechanic. Yeah. For like the last half of the film. Yeah, and you know, and he's he's again he's very supportive of the girls when he yeah. I'll keep going. Um, I'm just remembering the ping pongs. Ping pongs. We'll ping get to that. Balls. So, oh, when, good. Uh, oh no, I didn't write that in. Okay, let's talk about the bar scene. So Bob uh, offers says, "Hey, you should perform in front of the fellas." Um, oh, how naive. Poor, poor Bob. Poor, poor no, naive poor girls. Bob. Poor girls. Yeah, everyone seems. Um, a lot of the people seem quite naive in this. Um, yeah. Considering where they're going, but hey, just no, go for it. So I mean, it's a very funny scene though. Yeah. Because it's very awkward at first. Nobody's really into it <laughs> except for Bob. Apparently that was like one of the first scenes. Was it? Film. At least it was the first scene in drag. 
in performing. Oh, really? That, that helps, I reckon, because yeah, it was quite awkward. Well, that's another thing. Um, uh, Terrence Stamp, uh, he was terrified of taking this role. Um, back in the day, he, he was, you know, of course, his, his most famous role, General Zolt. From Superman 2. You've seen Superman 2, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, n- not the segments, but I've seen his... Yeah, 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 His sure. betrayal. Um, and so, after that, because he's bloody smashed it as who's, General Who's Zod, better, though? Yeah, Terrence Stamp. Terrence over, Stamp. Over Michael Shannon. I love me some Michael Shannon, but love you can't beat... Michael Shannon. I also love some Terrence Stamp, and you can't, you can't beat his betrayal, unfortunately. Yeah. Anyway, um, so... What the hell was I talking about? Yes. So after that, I, I suppose he was typecast in these villain roles and decided to quit acting. Um, it was until, like a hiatus. Yeah. And hiatus of sort. Until he got off of this script, people said, oh, no, you got to do it. It's It would be quite the challenge. And he was like, oh, I don't know. And then, he, so he agreed to it, but then really started to get nervous. Like, how the hell do I play this role? Um, respectively and believably. Um, and so... He he got himself a like a trans trainer. I guess it's someone who teaches um, men how to behave more like women. Interesting. So he helped him out with that. Um, but yeah, even even when shooting began, he was still quite nervous and still wasn't one hundred percent on who won this character. And then to you be. got Guy Pierce who's just running yeah, around. Guy Pierce and Hugo Weaving are just killing it. So yeah. that doesn't help. We've we've not talked much about Hugo Weaving. Um. Okay. Elrond did very well. El- yeah. Yeah. Let- I I'll talk about him later because his his big scene comes quite near the end of the film. Oh yeah. Um. But anyway, back to uh, back to Terrence Stamp. Stamp. Um. He. Bloody hell, John. Completely I'm sorry. lost now. Uh. So yeah, quite terrified until this scene came on and he he they did their dance on top of the bar, one take apparently, and apparently he he was no longer afraid. I'm he no longer his... afraid. <laughs> Screaming that on top of the bar. And went, no, he didn't do that. But yeah, no, apparently no. from then on it was smooth sailing. He sort of said, yeah, what's, what's there to worry about? I mean, the I think the scenes where he really shines are like himself and the girls, not really like yep. performing. Because how old was he when he was in this? Oh, God, don't, I don't know. Okay. I'm, he he wasn't a young man. No, at, at least his 40s, I yeah, guess. Yeah, he wasn't, well, he wasn't super... Maybe his fifties. He wasn't very. He was animated, but nowhere near as he much did as the his younger best. guys. Oh no, sure. that's what I mean. He did his best, but like compared to the younger guys, mm. he um, I, yeah, he didn't really have much to it, I suppose. Whereas, sure, yeah, when, compared w- to them, yeah, compared to them, that's what I mean. But when you've only got like three people on stage and one of them sort of lacking, you can tell. Keep yeah, keep in mind this. She uh, Bernadette was sort of a, you know, icon. Of yeah. performances, and she was talking about she expressed her like disinterest in like oh yes I've done that one before and oh I did this last year so it might sort of explain like just because her she's, disinterest her disinterest and like not saying she hasn't you know put hundred percent in or anything like that but oh, no. part but, of her thinks oh yeah this again and but yeah because I'm sure the Elvis like, this, yeah. El- Elvis was probably performing a lot better in the fifties than <laughs> the seventies <70s>. sure <laughs> so there's that. Well, he couldn't. He couldn't even move his hips. Yeah, it was all one thing. Okay, were you were you going to say something? What are we talking about? I don't know. What's the film? Priscilla. What? Right. Oh. Okay. Cool. Uh huh. Okay. So, actually, John, do you want to explain what happens with the 
the different kind of performance? The oh, the 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 ping pong. Yes, the ping pong balls. I wrote a song about ping pong. Do you remember that one? Yeah. How old the were um op- operator something operation. No one. Whatever. It doesn't matter. You brought it up. I. Oh jeez. Oh, um. <laughs> Ping so, pong balls. Ping pong balls flying everywhere. Jacqueline comes in. She comes in flying. Everyone's gone going crazy because um, at this point you're sort of suspecting that she's she was, uh, you know, a bit, Bob sort of uh, doesn't treat her quite nicely at the beginning. It's always telling her to a shut bit up. Of resentment. She's not laying not laying her in the bar. Um, she's not allowed to dance anymore. Cl- not allowed to dance. Claims it's because she's an alcoholic. Um, but she she manages to come in anyway, wearing. Uh, yeah, she uh, she grabs the the big jar of balls. Big jar of balls. Uh, she she's got her fedora. She's got her oh, zebra right. zebra printed lingerie. Oh, she's dressed for the nines, mate. Gets on top of the bar. The men are going crazy. Oh what, yeah, they know what's about. What's to this about? Is this some kind of dance? Uh, no, it's where? Do you know her nationality? Uh, I dare to say. Vietnamese, Vietnamese, maybe, maybe uh, okay. Indonesian. We're really sorry that we don't know, but uh, is it specified? I feel like it is. Maybe it should go without Thailand. Go for it. Thailand. Yeah, I don't know. I we, don't know. A lot we of won't sex get into it. There. But she's because um, she's a woman of Asian heritage, um, and she does her act, and it's ping pong balls shooting out her shooting out the gooch. Sorry, the hoo ha. And yeah, Bob's Bob's just embarrassed. Um, you ever seen one, mate? Uh, a hoo ha. <laughs> well, well, on um, the subject. <laughs> God, uh, no, I have not seen a woman shoot out ping pong balls from her vajayjay. It's, uh, have you seen it? Uh, not. Oh no, I was near. I nearly saw it in person when I was in Bali. Of course. But they've got lots of like, you know, those tassels, the ones like in the R-rated VHS shops. You got mm. the red section. They had like that over the door, so I couldn't see anything. Right. But I have seen on the internet. Hmm. Get that private more tab curiosity. On. Uh, I'm 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 not interested. Yeah, uh, it, was sure more, it, it was more. It was more the curiosity of the idea uh, of how do they do it. It wasn't very educational. How the hell? <laughs> there wasn't any <laughs> diagrams. Yeah. No narration. Ping pong shooting one hundred and one. I no, I haven't. I heard of a story about a um, budgie being shoved up there and then being released so that sort of scared me off that must be beautiful just yeah. seeing if like it emerges it'd be like, great if it was like it an flies egg flies off it's really symbolic if like they got an egg up there and then the i think i know what i'm gonna do out. for my end of year art piece Ooh. nice we'll talk we'll talk about that later yeah no we can do that later okay and so bob's embarrassed and then he gets into an argument uh with jacqueline and then so Jacqueline leaves Bob for oppressing her talents for far too long. Uh, says he got a tiny dingling. Ha, You're holding ha, me ha. back, bro. Yeah. Uh, so um, as a result, Bob decides to join the girls uh, to help them reach their destination because they don't know what they're doing. And the bus keeps breaking down. Bus as keeps well. breaking down. You know, bring Bob along. He's he's all right. I need he's a good Bob. bloke. Uh, yep. So they go to Cooper PD. It's a rough place. Yep, it gets gets a little more serious uh, around this time. Bob warns them, uh, hey, you should keep it on the down low, fellas. Uh, this place is pretty rough. Um, but Guy Pierce says, nah, stuff that. Take some ecstasy. Goes to the video e- shop. E- 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 ecstasy. Ecstasy. 
goes to the video shop, um, asks for Texas Chainsaw mascara in 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 his uh, full, you know, like get up. He, but it's it's not it's he's not frocked up for like a show. He's like no, he's looking trying good. to look very convincing. She's looking very good. Like if it, it is, wasn't for the muscles, oh yeah, the big <laughs> big biceps. Guy Pierce is quite shredded. Yeah, in this film, it's done well. It's a little distracting when he's in the dress because mm. you get to see all of his his good looks, but. Yeah, like completely convincingly, you know, trying to, because she kind of fools him. Yeah, she does. So yeah, they say we don't get a lot of women around here. He goes to a barbecue. Oh yeah, an outdoor barbecue. Um, asks for a bloody mary, gets a beer. Um, he 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 wants to tap that. He wants to tap that, and um, but apparently, sees the arm, figures out it's a bloke. Okay, now we got to bash you. Pretty much. Yeah. So they chase him. Um, it's quite quite freaky, must say. Oh like, yeah, no, it's it's confronting. Yeah. Well, like Guy Pierce yells, "Who wants to see my map of Tasmania?" <laughs> um, but then they 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 catch up to him, uh. <laughs> start beating on him. Uh, Bob Bob tries to stop him, but it's Bernadette who eventually saves the day by yeah. kneeing him in the balls. Yeah, Bernadette doesn't take no shit. Yeah. Um. So. I th- I think it is good that despite being a comedy, like of course you're going to get it, but yeah, you're despite being it. a comedy, it does showcase the hardships. Rural yeah. Australia, yeah, not an easy place for yeah, sure, but it's anyone outside of the norm, I'd say. I wouldn't say it's even. It, it, I'm sure there's far worse that happened in Sydney. Well, I I wouldn't know. Um, but there's it's it's everywhere, man. Not even just oh rural, yeah, for it's sure the cities. The, but I, it's more likely to probably be prominent mm. in somewhere rural where yeah, something think, different like that is. Well, that's the whole comedy of the film yeah. is that they probably never experienced these kind of women before no, not at all. in the outback. And some some are just going to act shocked. I mean, uh, we forgot to mention um, in the because the reason that they decide to paint the bus pink is because it says... Uh, yeah, I was going to bring this up, but I forgot. Yeah, AIDS... AIDS fuckers go home in big uh, red letters. I mean, it's the classic, you know. Mm. And I mean, you know, simple to the point and, you know. Direct, you know. In all, in all seriousness, um, you know, Hugo Weaving, uh, he talks about, you know, what is it? As, what was the line? As, it's still, it still hurts. No matter oh, yeah, how, like, how tough I fight, it still hurts. Yeah, it gets really serious for a moment. Yeah. I mean... I mean, do you think it delves into seriousness enough, would you say, or...? For what it is, I'd say yes, because I don't want it to be too it, serious. you think it gets a good balance? And oh, yeah, I'm sure. Like, you never want to have... I don't want to say never. You you don't... For this film, I think, I, you don't really want to have too much seriousness to overshadow the comedy, and I don't think you want it to be even. I think you want it to be mostly comedy. Yeah. And then hints of drama. Because I definitely don't want to see like one of them dying or anything like that. Yeah, no, that would suck. I'll just, like, just turn it off straight there. Yeah, that would bring you really down. Mm. And it's kind of hard to come back from that. Yeah, I guess so. So, <laughs> yeah. just not best, not for the best interest of the film. Complete tonal change. Yeah, that would be too drastic. Anyway, but there there is a touching scene um, when Bernadette actually comforts Felicia. Because throughout the whole film, they're... Yeah, you know, they're at each other's necks. At each other's necks, insulting him, insulting one another. Uh, but he talks about how, you know, 
teaching teaching a life lesson, and I suppose it can relate to all you know LB, LGBT kind of people. How they'll they'll always be haters. You just need to know when to fight when you can. Um, and I think I think the whole film is about that as well. I'll, I'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, sort of resonates on that idea or concept. Yeah. So they finally reach Alice Springs, and they discover that Tick has a son. How old is he again? I don't know. Uh, eight? Yeah, that's... Yeah. He said... He hasn't... Oh, okay. Well, hasn't seen he seems him. eight. Yeah, yeah. He no, eight. it sounds Seems like a that. smart kid. Just trying to think of like the gap between him seeing him or not. Yep. Uh, but the... So the girls, they they perform their show that they've been working so hard to do. It's quite impressive. Uh, love the costumes once yeah, again. Yeah, love the costumes. A lot great. of animal-based. Love the song. Oh yeah, well, it was finally, finally yeah. It's happening to me. Like a Dude, we're gonna get copyright. Okay. Mm. That's it. No more. No uh, more. No more song for you. Uh, hang on. Where am I? Where am I? Yep. Okay. So they perform it. They get a fairly lukewarm response. Yeah, but first night, you know. Yeah, sure. Premium. But I mean, I think it. I got a feeling it was during the day as well. I'm not sure. It just got that vibe. Yeah, no, that I, this was I'd, like I'd a, say. Ah. Uh, I think. I think they're trying. I don't yeah. think it's because of first night. I think they're trying to make a clear statement how, you know, it's that's it's that's still, how it would be. Yeah. I mean No, for sure. I'm surprised people weren't chucking food or something like yeah, that. It was, or like in a, it was like in a what would you call it? Like a ballroom sort It was like it was just this like underground sort of I I feel like there was a buffet in there. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Or like a restaurant. There were tables. It was it was nice. It was a little darkly lit. Um it was quite good. Anyway, but they, they seem happy with their performance. They seem happy with the response. They've got big smiles on their faces. But uh, Hugo Weaving um, is not happy to see his son had watched him. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't think his son would know his, uh, his true self and uh, passes out on the stage right there. And there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Also, um, it's sort of in... So, th- th- haven't even explained this, but throughout, throughout the uh, trip, uh, Bernadette and Bob have sort of had this slowly building this relationship together yeah, and this comfort around one kindling. another, this kindling spirits. But apparently it's sort of implied that they have sex. I don't know. Oh yeah. yeah. He gives her flowers. They look into each other's eyes. What a guy. And it cuts to the next scene. Uh, but yeah, so, so through, through the rest of the film, it's probably more about um, Mitzi. Yeah. And his relationship with his wife and, and yeah, who like, it's funny because you think that him and his wife, are, he talks about how hard it's going to be and he hasn't seen her yeah. in ages. So you think it's going to be um, like... She's mad at him because at him. of his lifestyle or something. But not nah, a couple of besties. No, nah, they're just mates. A couple of total mates. They were like, hey, do you want to get married or something? I was like, yeah, mate, sure. Okay, why not? That's them. Why not? Um, but so, so now they're going out and he... I guess this part of the film is about... Um, Mitzi or Tick, as he probably reconnecting. Not re, not so much reconnecting, but trying to come out to his son, in a way, or struggling to come out to his son. Yeah, because he puts on he puts on this sort of uh, macho cowboy persona. Looks like a complete dickhead. Um, Doesn't suit him at all. Doesn't suit him. Doesn't know how to stand. It's quite funny, Um, but. as it turns out, he oh, he tries to explain. Yeah, you know, sorry, sorry, you saw that. Uh, don't don't usually do those shows. I uh, 
those kinds of shows. I, I do other stuff. Um, but apparently the hard part's over because turns out uh, his kid, uh, Benj, Benji? Benji. Benji um, is, yeah, it turns out to be a really understanding kid. So his mum's sort of done it all for him and raised him well. And it's really touching, but I do, I do wonder if it's a little easy to write the kid that way. Yeah, I think, I mean, it wouldn't be outside of the the world of the movie for him to be understanding Yeah, with like a mother like he does, but I, I guess maybe the film just doesn't have time to delve into it a, does end quite suddenly. Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't really have enough time to delve into the complicated relationship of his, no, his you son only get a few not being able to, towards the end, but yeah, but and it breaks into another dance number. It is an important scene in the film, but it is quite sweet and quite nice um but yeah so it turns out yeah the son basically knows everything about him knows he's a performer knows he might have a boyfriend and he um because yep and says all right cool no no more of this cowboy stuff i'm gonna be me makes me my eye holes weep yes quite brings a tear to your eye so after finishing their shows bernadette the two uh Bernadette tells the two girls that she's staying in Alice Springs to presumably live a life with Bob, which is, yeah, quite nice. Uh, Felicia Felicia and Mitzi return to Sydney uh, with Benj. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. And they perform... Felicia sort of takes him under his wing. Yeah, yeah. He's like a good... Oh, my God, yeah. So there's... I totally forgot, but there's one of my favourite scenes. It's like a big brother sort. Yeah, yeah. Like a... Cool uncle, maybe. Yeah, that's probably Big Brother. Yep. Yeah. No, I like Big Brother more. But there was a really great scene um, with Guy Pierce where he's talking to Benj, and he he asks like, "Do do you know what your dad does?" But he sort of drops his really sparkling personality to. Yeah, it's just like a real talk moment. It's the first time he sort of drops character, drops character, and takes things seriously. And it's it's so brief. But to me, it's one of my favourite scenes in the whole film. Yeah, no, it's because it's different. Yeah. It really sort of captures your eye. Yeah. Yeah, it's re- really strong. But yep, they go back to Sydney. Uh, Mitzi and Felicia perform ABBA to a uh, much more supportive crowd. Uh, and that crowd also includes his son, who's oh, yeah. you know, happily cheering on his dad. And his dad's happily, you know, gives him a wink or a thumbs up back at him. Uh, and... Yep, Mitzi thanks the crowd, saying how it's good to be home, and then cut to credits. So, if what do you think this film's about? I know I'm probably putting you on the spot there. <laughs> That's all right. Okay, how about how about I say? I think okay. It's lay it on me. Of course, it's about homosexuality and the struggles of homosexuality, but I think it's trying to above everything. It's trying to say this, talk about this message: how you don't need the world to love you to be happy. Uh, you've got uh, Bernadette, uh, a performer in her time, probably past her prime, not performing the big shows she probably wanted to, um, but she manages to find Bob and finds a lot of happiness in Bob and decides to start a new life with her. So in that, she's she's gained a gentleman of her husband that she can really talk to and really relate to. Uh, You've got... uh, Mitzi, who, who, 
as we've established at the start of the film, feels quite empty, feels something missing. And then despite dreading meeting his son throughout the film, realizes how much of a wonderful thing that is. Yeah, his son soon to become like his number one fan. Yeah, and gives a much better performance um, at the end. Much more lively. Yeah. And you know, uh, Guy Pierce's character, yeah, probably not so much. He's just having a good time. Yeah, but he's too young. He's... Oh yeah, he's he doesn't need he doesn't need to deal with these things. But I think he's gonna you know learn that lesson a lot much oh, sooner sure. than these guys as well. Do so. you think he'll ever learn though fully? Yeah, I don't think it's in his character. Uh who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Oh, Priscilla, twenty years. Hopefully, down the line. there's a sequel. <laughs> that would be interesting. that would be that would be horrible. Geriatric. <laughs> anyway, um, have you you got you got any favorite quotes? I definitely enjoy Just Eat Your Hormones. Just, just um, Eat Your Hormones. Uh, yeah. I love the scene when they go to wake Felicia up and there's like a solarium and they lift the entire solarium up and, you know, Felicia's like in this undercarriage of the bus yeah. and that's where the bed is. That's good. <laughs> that always makes me laugh. Um, you know, just the... Do you guys have the Texas Chainsaw Mascara? That's always a funny one. Mm-hmm. And the soundtrack always gets me going. But I want to say just eat your hormones. Just eat your hormones, just, yeah. It, the you way don't have to pick it. a favourite one. Oh, I mean, Top like, one. that's that's probably my favourite. He he just... Oh, it's, the delivery on it's very good. Well, the thing I like about... Uh, so when you first see the bowl, it's very funny. <laughs> yeah. When the thing I like... A big thing I like about this film is they feel like real friends. Oh, yeah. Like, they're just jabbing each other all the time. Yeah. And you've... Um, so yeah, that's the thing. If you're if you're going on a road trip with friends for like a week, yeah, they're not gonna always be happy. They're gonna, oh no, they're gonna, they're gonna be, be shit talking. They're gonna other. be like jabbing each other and just it's, yeah. And it's, I think sometimes it's gonna get rough. And so I think the insults is what really stood out, stands out oh, to me yeah. in the film. You've got um, uh, listen to yourselves. You you're like two fat slags at a pie bake off. Uh, I look. Bernadette gets a bump on her head. She goes, oh, I look like a Warner Brothers cartoon that's been hit with a frying pan. And Guy Pearce goes, you look more like a Disney witch to me. Uh, say, what what colour doesn't work on me, Tom? What colour doesn't work on you, Jordan? Oh, what? Green. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you got... So, yeah. Testing your knowledge. How many times have I told you, Mitzi? Green is just not your colour. <laughs> the laugh is... <laughs> yep, there's some great laughs. You got, uh, and yeah, don't darling me, darling. You got a face like a cat's ass. Classic. Great, great Aussie insults, I reckon. Yeah. And all the more reason why it works. Like, I mean, I'm staring at this Aussie flag right now. Yeah, there's an Aussie flag pinned up. Hanging up. Bloody true blue over here. Jordan's got tears in his eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Australia's <laughs> enough, enough. We gotta, we gotta. Yeah, let's move up. on. It's it's gone on for a bit. Uh, so should we talk about what we're gonna see? Oh no. So okay, usually usually we do a trivia segment for you guys. Uh, but unfortunately Chris had to go and ruin that. Um, so <sighs> is it c- better that it's gone? Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. It's, it's not bad. Hey, I was thinking. Tom, Tom, real talk. Just you and me. <laughs> What's going on, man? I'm winking. You can't. This is an audio medium. Uh, yeah. We talk about our show. Okay. Um, but you and your bloody shtick, Jordan, completely lost. Anyway, we usually do a um, trivia segment. 
that doesn't really work with two guys. Um, so instead, I'm just going to assign Jordan the bad movie. <laughs> I know it was. It's probably not fair. I I know you're busy, Jordan. Good. Well, to be fair though, you have watched two bad movies in a row because mm. Chris. Yeah, thumped you in the first one and then you thumped him in the second one. But no, I think you'll be really happy that you see this. Um, I don't own it. You can (laughs) get it on SBS On Demand. All right. You're going to be watching... Flash! Ah! (sighs) He saved every one of us! You're going to see Flash Gordon. Okay. You haven't seen Flash Gordon? No. You can watch it on SBS On Demand. Cool. It's one of those films Would you, you recommend like... some herbal refreshment before? Possibly, yeah. Okay, cool. If you're after a good time. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I could put it outside and then we can all watch it and then... I'm not watching it. No, you're I'm not talking it. about you. I'm talking about my housemates. Okay. Stuff. I'm sure my housemates would enjoy watching it. You mean like herbal herbal refreshments? You mean like tea, green tea? No. No? Oh, my God. Great. You, the police are going to be... Coming to our door any second. Oh shit, they're already here. Oh, why are the FBI here? Anyway, so you're watching Flash Gordon. But not only are you watching Flash, Flash Gordon. But wait, there's more. There's more. Okay, so since Chris, well, it would have been my turn anyway. Um, but, so we're going to do our, tell you what our next film is. Ah yes, the next film. Lay on me film. thick. So, we are Adelaideans. I think uh, it's time we do our first Adelaide film. Ah, uh, I think I know. Nah, probably not. Okay. Um, I think it's also time we bring in a larger demographic. Maybe get some of the little ones in. I think it's time we do a G-rated film as well. Oh, no. An Adelaide G-rated film. <laughs> oh, so I'm not sure if you're going to love this or hate this, but any anyone who watched this back in the day, I think is going to love it. John, we are going to watch Napoleon. Oh, what is... What? Do you want to read the small print description? Napoleon, meet a pup with a nose for adventure. Yes. A charming and delightful children's movie, The Daily News. Join a a precious... No, it is precocious. That's why I got both mixed up. Sorry, Mum. Join a precocious golden retriever pup as... He takes off on a magical journey to the wilds of the Australian outback in this wonderful all-animal adventure. Yeah. Nepal. Yeah. That'll do. That'll do. There's. Is that a lorikeet? There's a golden retriever. In a little basket with balloons, and it looks like. Yep. So the premise Major is. Major Mitchell in there with him. Premise is he he jumps in the little hot air balloon, kind of thing, and gets uh, sailed away to the outback. And yeah, he meets a love. Oh, holy shit! It's an MGM kids film. Yep, it's live action. It's got a little baby lion instead of the big one that goes roar. Live action, and it's made in Adelaide. And I'm I'm surprised you haven't seen it, man. 1994. I figured every kid had watched this. He's riding a turtle. Yeah, it's great. He's with a kangaroo. He magically transports to Adelaide to Sydney in like two seconds. It's great. I haven't seen this in ages as well, but there is, it is on YouTube in like 10 parts. <laughs> make, make sure you see the Australian version, not the American version, because to me, the American version. I have to say, watching Australian movies, watching American ads for Australian movies from the 90s is probably one of my favorite things, mm. because I was watching the Priscilla Queen of the Desert one before we started. Yep. It's, it's just bad. Yeah. 
I think you're gonna I think you're gonna appreciate this movie. I believe you. I I think a lot of uh, a lot will be based on nostalgia for my viewpoints, but it might be interesting to. <laughs> Should I uh, drink get green tea? Green tea and chug what? chug that chug that shit down. Chug, chug that green tea. God. No, come on, How come much on. Green tea, do I need? I don't think you can hate it because it is quite a sweet. Film. Oh, I mean, it's about a fucking golden retriever floating. We don't around. discriminate here. On Shit's the cute as fuck. We don't discriminate. You were saying we we're, we're doing too much, too many violent. Too many serious. You don't want to watch Snowtown? Nah, I'm good, man. All right. I don't just sort of just put it on with the missus. Amazing you know, film, but it's hard to recommend. That's a heaps good film. Uh, I'll before. just chuck it on with the missus. You know, just have a good night. Bubble bath. Maybe, maybe if you Do watch Snowtown and Snow then Town. watch Napoleon, you'll have a greater respect for Napoleon. What if I watch Napoleon and then watch Snowtown? Sure, you can do that as long as you're watching Napoleon. <laughs> I mean, I'll watch it. All right, we're going home. Okay. All right, thanks again, guys, so much for listening. Um, who, who, who are your mates who are listening? Let's. Do you want to give them a shout out? Uh, shout out to my mate Josh, who's probably listening to this right now at the back of an on the run. Good on you, Josh. Good on you, mate. And was there another one? Uh, uh to my missus. No. Hey, hey sweetie. I'm sure there was two. Thanks other, for two listening. Blokes. Uh, Henry, my my mate from uni. Henry. Kyam, Grace. Cheers, guys. Dushan, how you doing? Dushan, I I'm not sure he's watching it. He hasn't yeah, responded okay. anyway. Anyway, he yeah, just thanks, leaves guys. Comments. What a guy. What a guy. Anyway, I'll. J- Remember Cheers. that time he was asking for herbal refreshment? Sure. This that jo- is this joke gonna ever get old? No. No. Okay. Thanks again, guys, for listening. We really appreciate it. That's Jordan Nolakirk. See ya, people. I'm Tom Riley. I have to return some videotapes. We'll see you next time with Napoleon. Catch ya.